0: So here we are, having recently featured on BBC's Bump Birth Baby. The story doesn't end there. Tune in each week for no sugarcoating about motherhood as a first-time mum, wife and a list of guests who are ready to tell all. Welcome. Welcome to Almost Grown Up. Hello and welcome back to Almost Grown Up I have a very, very special guest today She is 11 months old It's not far until she is one You're not meant to say hi yet She's just ruined it Elsie Rose is our special guest So I've been trying to find Oh yeah I've been trying to find the time Where I'm completely on my own and been able to record. I've been really busy with my work, and I've realised that actually, (laughs) that actually, I haven't had a second, because I've just been so busy, and I feel really blessed that I'm busy. So I just thought, while she's having her morning banana, oh, please don't put it on the sofa. No, hon. Please don't put it on the sofa. Um, While she's having her morning banana, I will record the podcast. (laughs) For anyone who's wondering, that is my daughter growling. Does anybody else's baby growl? Like, it's a genuine question. Because Elsie has growled since she started weaning. Now, weaning, gosh, that's a challenge in itself. However, it is so much fun. And we have, well, I say we when I say me and Alex, but I've done all the cooking. But we've really enjoyed it um and even more so having to do the recipes dairy free because she's allergic however she just growls the girl loves to growl when she enjoys something let's see if it works mm. is that yummy is that yummy are you yeah, gonna tell yeah. i don't know if you heard that that was a growl oh she's just throwing it all over the... no hon not the sofa I actually don't know how I'm recording this while she's eating. She has buttery fingers, banana fingers, the lot. But anyway, today is pretty much just a catch up and with a little special guest. And I just wanted to come in on and talk all things life, all things life, what's going on, how things are now that things are lifted and how I feel as a parent. Like, I was I became a parent in the first lockdown and I've pretty much not really exposed Elsie to much. I think I can count. Oh dear. I think I can count on one hand how many groups I've been to. Um I think in total we've been to two groups in a year. Whereas that would have been so different pre-COVID. And yeah, I think we waited a week to go anywhere. Things were different. <laughs> things were different here compared to England and Wales and Ireland. Um, when we opened up, as they are calling it, when we opened up, we were able to go straight into a restaurant and not have to sit outside. So I kind of feel grateful for the things being different because there's no way I'd take Elsie for her first meal outside because Scotland is just... Renowned for its awful weather all the time. Mm. Yeah, I agree. And yeah, so things were lifted. We waited a week. I said, to Alex, I'm, I want the busyness to die down." But it seems when we went, me and Elsie first went out together. Um, when my cleaner came round, and we decided to go for breakfast because she comes that early. So we were like, "Let's go for breakfast." And she was perfect. She took it in a stride. She loved speaking to everybody. It was just so much fun. And I don't know if it was a fluke or if it was a one-off. She flirted with the waiters. I mean, girl after my own heart. Um, She just loved every single second of it. And then we went as a family back to the same place because we loved this little restaurant, Mm -hmm. cafe, called planter which is local to elgin i'm gonna do it shout out to planter if you're listening to this planter i literally love you open to a free bracket absolutely demand and they really catered as well i was so nervous to go out because elsie has a dairy intolerance so i was so nervous that people couldn't accommodate or people would just be like no we don't have that right now but everywhere we've been or when we've been out, they've just been amazing and just been like, oh, no, that's fine. And it just shows how much times have gone on. Like, I remember my first ever job in a hotel, and if someone came in with a dairy intolerance, everyone would be in a mad flap or in a panic, whereas now it's just second nature to most people. Um, And I really did appreciate it, because that was the only stress that I had. But she's absolutely loved, absolutely loved going out with us. We went to the our city for the first time. Um, Our close one is Inverness. Um, she'd been previously, like in the first, after the first lockdown, and it was lifted last summer. But she didn't, she was asleep. And she was a bit proper baby. She wasn't aware. She wasn't making noise she we called it the log phase where they're just literally sleep all day I mean what a life um and we went and she we went to Nando's and I honestly panicked even more I said to Alex I was really nervous the anxiety was going through me <laughs> oh my goodness me bless you bless you <laughs> sorry about that um and yeah and there was nothing to be nervous about. They said to me how severe the allergy is. I said, oh, she can't have even like things that may contain milk. She literally can't have any of it. They switched off all the grills. They washed everything down. Bearing in mind, she was just having hummus and sweet potato wedges. So it wasn't like a meal or anything like that. I couldn't bring myself to give her chicken outside of the house. Don't ask me why. But, you know, it's, it was enough for a lunch um she'd usually have hummus anyway for um lunch one day in the week um but yeah so they were just so lovely switched everything off but because I can't have dairy either they were just like right okay um that's fine mine was they had to switch all the grills off and wash everything down and make sure nothing came into like cross-contamination it was just incredible and like I'm having a coffee And, like, it was just so amazing and just so much fun. And we just thoroughly enjoyed ourselves. She made an absolute mess, like, hummus and babies. What was I thinking? Um, But I am that parent again. I just can't leave a table a mess. I don't know if it's because I've been in the industry and we all used to... We used to turn that... We all used to turn around when a baby used to be in and we'd be like, who's cleaning that table? Like, because it would be like as if Tasmanian devil had come in. And some people do leave it, and fair enough, I get why. But I just couldn't, not having been in the industry and having to, like, now I am a parent and seeing it from the other side kind of thing. Um, But no, so I cleaned it and all the waiters laughed because I was like, no I can't leave it, like I wouldn't be able to live with myself, I wouldn't be able to sleep, I'd be thinking about Nando's Um, and if that table was clean like that's just what would happen. Um, I am just giving her her juice. I mean oh there you go, good girl. So obviously the most we'll get out of our special guest today is a few goo goos and ga-ga's and dadas. Yes, yeah, she says dada. Oh, weird noises like that. Elsie? Elsie Rose? Do you want to say anything? Say, oh, ah yeah. She thinks it's probably Grandma on the phone. She knows, she recognises. She recognises my grandma my grandma. She recognises her grandma now on the phone. And she absolutely loves it. And we're going to put it on. So we haven't... So since the... Obviously, everything's been lifted. We've really enjoyed going out for food. Like, Alex and I love going to a restaurant. We absolutely adore it. And... We are so happy that it went so well. So we've not gone out in the evening just yet because we probably will maybe like late afternoonish when we go back to England. I don't know what their restrictions are like and if they um, are going to be inside by the time we go back. I'm not entirely sure. Um, but I hope so because I'm not sitting outside with Elsie. But you'd like to think in June it would be nice and it would be nice weather and we could enjoy it um but obviously I just can't believe that I've got nearly a one year old and she like knows her name and she has these really cool mannerisms and it just makes me smile constantly I've got a constant smile on my face and yeah and it's just honestly if you haven't got a child have one because they just bring so much joy to your life don't they Elsie say aye. Being shy, it's not like hell whatsoever. So I thought I'd go on and talk about how life is going. I've had a lot more questions this week about my job again and what I do and because obviously my job I've now gone onto Instagram with it because I've come to the opportunity of being able to expand, which like and get more clientele, which is just amazing. Um And, can anyone hear that? Coco Melon. We recently got into this. Not sure how I feel about it, but she seems to like it. Just while I'm like, usually I pop it on if she's, if I'm cleaning up after. Time to wear your shoes. Yes, yes, I want to wear my shoes. Okay, I'll stop singing, she's just me. So yes, my job, I'm digressing um so I was asked please explain your job I'm confused (laughs) so I was like um I was like okay so my job is a social media manager if you follow my instagram it's at rose media social um and I just love it I love I've had a really successful couple, couple of weeks on being having the launch of my website and anything and a lot of people think because I live in Scotland that it has to all be in Scotland it doesn't I have I'm very fortunate to have the start of a contract in Australia Um I have people that are in Liverpool London like I'm very like it the joys of having a social media manager is it can be anywhere and it can be done successfully it doesn't mean because we're not close that you can't. So a social media manager basically takes control to an extent um, of somebody's social media, whether it's a business or an influencer or anything like that. And we take control of it and we schedule the posts. I schedule the posts personally for 30 days, but I do start off to get to know the business. I start off with fortnightly postings. So I will schedule posts for every day for a fortnight, get to know the business. Then at that point, once the two weeks over, say, right, I think this worked, this didn't work, blah, blah, blah. And then we'd move on from there. So I think it's so much fun. I create all the content. I just ask for imagery, videos, and then I will do everything else. Um, I like to incorporate the brand's colors into the pictures and the creatives. I love it. I absolutely love it. And I feel like I've got this creative flair back after so long of not feeling creative, which we all have those slumps. And I do think it's for certain reasons. But I also think because now Elsie's at an age where she understands that to an extent that mummy works, blah, blah, blah. Um. So, yeah, that's my job. I also offer copywriting and um, blogging services, And I also do influencer outreach, which is another service that, um, I offer, I offer on my website too. I will be offering more over the months come. Um, I always think because social media is changing daily, like originally it was on your Instagram to get more followers, do loads of stories, whereas now it's do more reels. If you do more reels, you're going to reach more people far and wide where It's still the same with stories, but they're not being pushed as much as wheels, things like that. So I always like to keep educating myself. I have a degree in business. I have a degree in hospitality. I have also done a course in social media management and things like that. But it's constantly changing. So it's making sure that I'm always on the top of my game. I've met some wonderful women and men over the past couple of weeks being on Instagram um who are in the same business. I never see them as competition. Um people might disagree um and be like, well they are competition. They're not. Everyone should help each other out. This whole competitive world, um I just disagree with it. I don't I don't think that anyone should see anybody else as a competition. I think it's a uh, people should work with each other. Um, I'm always saying, oh, this person's amazing because they might have a niche that's better than mine or somebody would give a shout out to me because I have a different type of niche. Like I'm really passionate about the reels and, and being yourself and being unique and things. So it's finding your niche, it's supporting everybody and there's no shame in that. And I think everybody should probably do the same But, again, that is just my personal opinion. Um, But, no, that's my job in a nutshell. I don't think that was a nutshell. I think that was quite lengthy. Another question. Another question is... What's the age difference between you and Alex? That's not a question. But, anyway, Alex turns 29 um, next week he's so indecisive. Like, is anyone else's partners the same? I was like, right, decide what you want to do for your birthday because I know if I did something, he might be like, oh no, I wasn't really feeling that. He would never say that, but I can tell by his face. We were going to have a barbecue, but we're not now because the weather's just awful. But I say that, it's cracking the flags out there. I tell you, it's proper sunny. Well, I might be able to finish my outdoor garden. That's exciting. Um, I have an outdoor garden project at the moment. It's not going well but I'm determined to do it. Um, But yeah, it's not due to be sunny on his birthday or the weekend. So I was like, okay, let's order some platters. Like he loves a platter. He loves a bit of a, as we call, nib nib. They're fully booked, obviously, because he gave me less than a week's notice. So now I'm scrambling to look for something that's platter related, but he was like, oh, we'll just go out for breakfast. Watch us go out. And it was like pre-booking or something. Like, it's just it's just so indecisive. I have, however, Hi-ya. Hi-ya. <laughs> So we have to take a little pause there, having a teeny tiny human as my guest (laughs) is proven to be a bit of a challenge but we move on Um, and daddy's coming home isn't he? Daddy's coming home. Okay. That look anyone else have a bouncer who's a mum absolutely love it so yeah so it's alex's birthday next week we're very excited um and we just can't wait to celebrate it's a very busy couple of months so it's alex's birthday next week then it's elsie's first birthday in june then it's father's day um the end of this month we have a cake smash photo shoot for elsie for her first birthday because she didn't get a newborn photo shoot, obviously because she was born right in the first of the middle of the first pan lockdown. Sorry. I know. I'm sorry, Elsie. I'm sorry. Um, I always have like this kind of, not guilt, because I see all these photos and I just instantly think, oh, I didn't get one. And I feel so bad. But then like if, But to have a second, it wouldn't be anytime soon. Then I would probably have her heavily involved in it as well because she'd be like the big sister. Also, at the end of this month, I'm actually putting together a gender reveal in our garden for a couple of our friends. So, yeah, so I'm actually practicing on making a balloon arch for Alex's birthday, then for this gender reveal, and then I kind of want to make a I um, wanted to make a balloon arch for Elsie's birthday too. Um, I do have already balloons coming, but I just want a balloon arch and I want to see if I can do it myself. Um, but yeah, no, it's all very busy. It's that time of year, isn't it? Very busy times. Everyone's going to be making so many more plans now because obviously with lockdown, lifting and easing, all over the country, it's so exciting. However, what I watched on the news last night was that Moray, where we live in Scotland, up in the Highlands, the cases are like the highest they've ever been. Now we've always been known to be really low. So it's like, oh my God, this is so weird that we are actually in a place where we've got a lot of cases again, um, which is crazy, but, um. It's just making sure that you do the right thing, isn't it? And, do, and follow the rules and things. I mean, we're easing ourselves back in to normality, new normal. I don't really know what you would call it. A new normal? It's definitely a new normal if you've had a baby. <laughs> so it's, a, yeah, talking about you. Talking about you. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a new normal in that sense, which is, it's exciting, daunting. Um, We took it to our first farm. If you're a mum or a dad or, you know, a big family, take your children to a farm. The farm that we went to had Highland cows and I nearly cried because I just love a Highland cow. But, oh, my God, it was absolutely amazing. I loved every second of it. And all they asked for was a donation. I was like, really? Well, obviously, we paid what you would usually pay for a... um, a farm, like I did my research and was like, "I'll oh, donate this, because free? Are you joking? And then he said, we offer birthday parties in the barn. Can you imagine how exciting that would be? Like, let's just have a minute. I honestly was so excited by that. I was excited. Yeah, you loved it too. Remember the Highland Cousy? The the um, but yeah, no. So that definitely is going to be one of her birthdays. We're going to be planning years ahead. I wanted to understand it, obviously. But she loved, loved the animals. And especially the chickens. We put it down on the floor next to a chicken. And she just kept looking at it as if to be like, don't come near me. Um, but you know, the reason I brought her see on today is it's real life like Alex may or may not be getting deployed in the future and I want to continue this podcast however I will probably be doing more work in the future if I keep on expanding it's just real life and um, I don't have any help up here I don't have my family up here oh I don't have family up here. I don't have any help. Alex is at work. I have to work. And it's like, when do you find time to do your podcast? So having Elsie kind of on the podcast without asking her is just showing how much, uh, how real life is. Um, It's hectic. It's amazing. But I absolutely have loved seeing all the lockdown mamas showcasing their new normal. Okay, are you all right? <laughs> I know why you're making that sound. Do you want to tell everybody you got your first tooth? Yeah, she got her first tooth. So funny the faces she's pulling, like it's hilarious. I can't even show you guys, but it's so funny the faces she's pulling. She's like, "Do it!" It looks like a shocked face because she can feel it on her gum, like, on her lips, and she does it, so it's so funny, but, you know, it's real life, we're all easing back, I'm absolutely loving seeing everybody's Instagram stories, everyone's Facebook posts, um, of everyone just enjoying life, and I said on my Instagram last weekend, this is the first weekend in over a year where I've actually thought, A, oh my god, I'm exhausted from all the activities we've done today, and b. I've had such a wonderful time and I've not had any worries and I think that's the first time in over a year that I've actually felt that and you know, it was an absolute pleasure taking Elsie to a restaurant, I didn't think it would be in all honesty, I thought it would be awful but yes, so this weekend, we're taking it easy because obviously it's Alex's birthday next week, it'll be busy. Um, She has her usual She's swimming lessons guys Swimming lessons She kind of cries And then started loving it And then it was the end It was so quick But I'm hoping she gets used to it I highly recommend Swimming lessons to babies But Alex was getting in the pool With me today Because next, Not today Sunday I was a bit anxious On my own I'm not going to lie She didn't have any armbands on She didn't have anything Like it was all me And I was like Oh my god But she naturally floats It's honestly the most amazing thing ever. Like, oh my gosh, I loved it in the end. And then it was over. But we're going every Sunday. We've booked, I think it's, we've booked a month and then we keep booking a month Um, because it's just so popular. Um, But yes. I know, you loved it, didn't you? Well, she's definitely found her voice, that's for sure. I'm going to leave it there. Alex has just come home. He's booked his jab. We're on the way to a new normal. So I'm sending everybody lots of love. Keep enjoying life. <laughs> I will see you here again next week without my crazy little guest. Elsie, are you going to say bye bye? Bye bye. And she goes quiet when I put the phone next to her. Bye for now. Oh, Hello? Hello. Hi. Hello. Thank you so much for joining. So everyone, I would like to proudly introduce Annalise, who I was kindly introduced to on Instagram. So hi, welcome to Almost Grown Up. Thank you.
1: It's, re- it's a real pleasure to be here.
0: Oh no thank you I'm so intrigued by your story I think I've told all my family and friends about this podcast (laughs) and how fascinated I am and it's just I never thought that I would ever because you always think (laughs) you always think when you think of somebody who chooses openly to be a single mom and everything like that you always think of America with sperm games sperm banks yeah. and things like that so I didn't even know they did it in the UK which is so probably <laughs> really that you myself but yeah well, so there are, how...
1: there are a few of us around
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> like you've got your category that sounds awful it's, <laughs> unique. it's a unique story so how did it all begin we may as well dive straight in yeah sure um well um
1: I suppose I I came out of a a long-term sort of on and off relationship and I was maybe 36 at the time and um, it took me a little while to get over him Um, Mm -hmm. and then in the meantime I was sort of approaching 40. And putting a lot of pressure on myself, thinking, well, I've got to find someone, I've got to um, like them, I've got to move in with them, and and then we've got to decide if we're going to have a baby. And I was sort of kept thinking in my head, well, you know, what if that doesn't happen? And how how am I going to figure out if I like someone or not? And then I thought, actually, you know what, I'm just going to take the pressure off. If I get to 40 and there's no decent guy on the scene, I'm just going to go ahead by myself. So I made that decision probably when I was sort of maybe 37, 38 Um, okay but at the same time I was still thinking about it in the background Um, it's not obviously a decision that you make overnight it it requires a a lot of thought (laughs) yeah it requires a lot of thought and, and a lot of sort of there's a lot of practical stuff that needs to happen as well so yeah so and and then the story goes I turned 40 I had a big party um to celebrate that of course (laughs) I had this crazy cake with uh there was a merry-go-round with penguins on it as well because I like merry go rounds and penguins um that. have what you want you know
0: (laughs) yeah that's just so fascinating so obviously you know you you're quite open in the sense that you were in a long-term relationship in that sense and it just did not work out and I think a lot of people when they get a little bit like I don't want to say older because I my mum's 50 this year and I still consider her to be the young mum that she is and it's it's like there's no way to say that but in pregnancy as they say that past 32 is it you're classed as like a older mum and I'm like yes. so shocked by that statistic and actually
1: like, just sorry to interrupt Emily but it's um, okay when you're 40 40 plus you're a geriatric mother <laughs>
0: when you're pregnant your class is you geriatric like 20 like that's what like my mum probably outrun most high school students and wow. she's 10 so it's like it just baffles me that they haven't really decided in this modern day age that they should rejig it a bit and just be like actually it depends all on this factor and this factor and whatnot but that is crazy so obviously I all I mean I suppose in the way I can relate I was I had my mum was a single woman and things right yeah Um, like the one thing that always she we always had was you, you don't really need a man And it was always like you can be independent and sassy all you want if you and that's what i get from my mum being my role model is that Mm. something you think you'll probably portray to your children
1: i think so and and although my mum wasn't a single mum my dad worked on cruise ships so he would be away for two months and then back for a month so it was my mum brought up three, much. <laughs> three kids, pretty much single handedly until wow. we were about till I was about six. And then we moved abroad for a bit. Um, oh wow! But no, I, I, I feel similar. I mean, I know because I've got two boys, so I know that when oh, boys get to around the age of five or six, they really need male role models in their life. But mm. I've got two brothers, one older, one younger. And I've also got um, access to a lot. I've got male friends, obviously. And, and and there are other areas where you can get male role models. So yeah. and I think they will benefit from me basically being a single mum and basically saying nothing's going to stop me. Um, and, yeah, I, th- I hope I hope that I am a bit sassy, actually. <laughs> I like that Yeah,
0: well, definitely from, like, I think... Obviously, if it was like 10 years ago and you called someone sassy, it could be offensive. So sometimes I do have to think when I say, oh, you could be sassy. People might take it offensive, whereas I think it's such a good thing to be a sassy person. Yeah. I think it's it's just the whole holding your head up high and being. And I think since I became a mum last year, you do get this. You do get a whole new identity when you're you a mum. yeah. You don't realise. No one pre-warns you in a way um or anything like that did you I mean I did I obviously I gave birth in the first lockdown as probably most people know mm. um, and everything so it was a completely different um experience in the sense that I didn't have many people around me for the support but when you gave birth the first time mm. did you feel completely different straight away did you feel like you didn't you understood why then you know because I had my husband so would you, feel did you feel that there was a missing part or did you just feel completely complete oh I I
1: felt completely complete and I I did um I did the NCT classes and um one of the questions was how do you think you're going to feel when you when you hold your baby or what are you looking forward to most and I said being complete and that's exactly how I felt. I felt I was complete. And and I'd say to my baby, Bennett, I'd say, um, you complete me. I think that's a quote from the Lost Powers when he had his me <laughs> But uh, yeah, he, I, I felt totally overjoyed.
0: You were, sorry to interrupt, but because you were, you know, you were choosing to do this journey on your own, but obviously you weren't on your own. You were completely surrounded by all the love and support of your family. Yeah. Um, do you think that, were you ever treated differently when you went for like your scans or anything like that or was it because i know what it's like especially if like you've got something on your file or something like that they tend to just like not read it properly or something oh, like totally
1: that. yeah no, no one i had to say it pretty much every appointment i had <laughs> <Yeah>. um, no, <laughs> just to say you know oh yeah and I'm, I'm like, oh, oh, oh yes, yes. And then they look at my notes, um, oh my but God. it didn't bother me. I've, I've just, no. I'm a very open person anyway. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, I just decided I'm just gonna be open about it. I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed no, about the no. fact I got to that age and I decided to have my own baby. And actually most people turn around and just say, oh my goodness, you're so brave. And they just have admiration for me is, is generally really what I funny. find.
0: Oh yeah, well no, completely understand the admiration because it is, it takes a lot of balls to be able to be like, right, right.
1: Mm,
0: I, haven't, yeah. I haven't found a man that's okay or any gender or whatever, floats anyone's boat. And I'm going to do this on my own and it takes such balls to be able to be like, right, what can I do? Because you obviously really wanted children and yeah. you've now got two. So you've done it twice. With yes. this um, dinner two, which is just wow like just a, what <laughs> if you could choose what was your favorite pregnancy if you had to choose oh
1: I'd say the first one because <laughs> <laughs> because I I um I, I was sort of in this little dream world I suppose and yeah I, and I decided I'm just going to eat what I want and I, and I didn't think about the consequences
0: <laughs> <of it. laughs> I love that I think from um when I've spoken to other mums that have in their first pregnancy they did exactly the same whereas i don't know i didn't do that and i feel like a bit of me kind of missed out i mean i had cravings but i didn't eat what i wanted i was still working out every single day um but i think i'm just a bit crazy in that sense (laughs) hello oh we've seen two hello
1: sorry hello i'm here sorry my phone my phone went blank um yeah I I, I definitely um, wanted to work out a bit, a little bit more but I was worried about something going wrong I'd had two miscarriages yeah. very early miscarriages oh. previously that was one mm-hmm. reason why I knew I wanted to have an, a baby and yeah. also but it made me a little bit nervous and, the, and, and I did I did carry on playing badminton to be fair but I wasn't really doing the weights and things like that I carried on badminton yeah. until I was nearly six months and people were looking at me going Uh, (laughs) I don't really want to play with you on the court and I was like okay
0: it's a bump it's not scary people you can
1: (laughs) but I was worried about overbalancing and and to be fair that was probably a good time to stop but the other thing was in my second pregnancy and and if you have another you'll find this when you've got a little toddler creature around you you can't come home and be a diva and just lie on the sofa going I'm so tired because Mm -hmm. this little person wants you and and I was back working full-time so yeah it was tough
0: yeah I think that's the feedback I got if I have a second one don't have a second one straight away kind of give it a little bit of time but I mean I always say if you're blessed with one whatever happens happens that's kind of the attitude I've got however My husband's in the military, so it kind of has to be a military operation to plan it all really, to be anything. (laughs) So I don't know what's going to happen, but I mean, I definitely would love to be blessed with a second, but it's whether or not that would happen. Um, Well, you you can't guarantee. And so for
1: me, I I decided to have a second baby. Well, it wasn't that quickly. My uh, um, Rufus came along two years after Bennett, two two years and three weeks um but I knew I didn't have time on my side so mm-hmm. I was nearly 41 when Bennett came and very well I was a week off 43 when Rufus came along so mm-hmm. I you know and, and I was I was incredibly lucky that it, it worked for me um, yeah and it Gosh. wasn't necessarily gonna happen
0: yeah so how do you <laughs> I don't know you really know how to go how do you um do you just call up a place and be like, so I'd really like to use your, <laughs> your bank. Like, how, how do you do it without? Because I know that if I, was, I had to do something like that, I would somehow end up being that awkward person that would giggle about it. <laughs> I'd be like, no, we can't accept you because you're being awkward or something like that. Like, how do you go about it? Oh,
1: yeah, it's, it's better to be, you know, giggly about it, because it's, it is an exciting thing. Um, I just did a little bit of research. So I was living in Canada. Um, I had to go over there for my job. And so wow. um, I was living in Montreal at the time. Um, so I, I looked up a, a, a local clinic, and I found one that, that seemed quite good and that offered IUI. And, and I, you know, obviously you have to go in and have... The, the meetings and, and they test your fertility and things like that um, but I just found out in, in Canada which um, where they because the Canadian population isn't that large it's about 17 million they get okay. a lot of their sperm from America 300 they okay. are uh, Uh, which is x y t e x um and i just i just looked on online and and just found out what the process is i think i did call them just to make sure there was actually a human being at the end of the line um (laughs) but but what what you do is you you sort of you walk it's just like a shopping cart but you just go in and go oh, i want that one thanks you pay your money and you bought it but you don't actually physically get anything they then store it for you and you have to pay for the wow. storage and things like you that you get
0: to do you get like because i remember when you're probably gonna laugh at this but when monica in friends decided yes. that she wanted to just go all out and she got like a booklet full of people and it was like, number one hundred and thirty two, come on down. <laughs> like and she she had to look and it was like, This person's a firefighter. Did you get anything like that? Or is that completely T V?
1: <laughs> no no it, it, well it depends it depends on the country and it depends on the sperm bank because i know okay. there are certain countries where you don't get any information at all wow. um and i've heard in particular spain you don't get any information because quite a few people from the uk go there for um donations but oh, wow. um, with with zytec um and, and and also it depends on the donor so my donor gave a lot of information so um nice. so i had um height, weight, hair colour, eye colour, um whether they're left or right handed, <laughs> why, oh, why that matters that. I don't know. Um and um so, so basically the donor will give all the information. information, they, they obviously sit down and do various interviews with them um and then I also got photographs of the donor as a child and my donor also um gave one photograph of him as an adult so oh, wow. that, that was quite interesting. And, and then you get all the medical history. So way more than you'd ever get from a, a partner. Um, yeah. Way more perhaps than you know about yourself, perhaps. Yeah. Um, and, and you can go into the database and search using all of these Amazing. different categories. So you can say, right, I want somebody between this height and that height with this colour hair, that eye colour. You're given religion, you're given blood type. Honestly, there's so much information. It's actually own. quite overwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. So, 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 I just basically went on characteristics. I, I put a rough search in of characteristics that I found mm-hmm. attractive. Things I would look for if I was choosing a, a, a partner. <laughs> And then I then I read a a number of the individual ones. But I guess I I came across one relatively early on, which had a really nice piece about why this guy was was donating his sperm. And it was it was so sweet. He was saying he really hopes to hope that he would meet the love of his life and settle down and have children. Um, But in the meantime, he wants to help Um, other families to have children oh
0: my god that's so sweet
1: it was adorable so and and that's the story I will tell my boys when they're a little bit older about why I chose that particular donor
0: yeah of course wow so I'm still in this state of (laughs) shock that people gave so much information Mm. like you know they've not just been picked up from the street and it's a genuine like in-depth interview and it's not just like when I'm going back to friends, as you can tell, I have watched friends off. lot. <laughs> but when Joey trivially did this because he was like, oh, he got paid for it. And like, he didn't really consider the consequences of it whatsoever. Yes. Um, but whereas this sounds like people genuinely know what happens and <laughs> knows that like there will be part of their DNA in a child and things like that. So, yes. so obviously your plans to be completely open with your boys.
1: Yes. Um,
0: and do they because obviously they're still quite young aren't they Mm -hmm. um so do they ask now anything or anything like that
1: that's a really good question actually um i've i've told bennett since he was really little what my little story is and i just say there was no um decent man on the scene so i decided to have you on my own and, um, and and it's a story that I keep repeating because I want it to be a a slow realisation rather than just a, a thunderbolt when he's 12 or something. Yeah. Um, and he has mentioned the odd thing to me. So he did say to me, which was adorable, when he was around two or two and a half, he said, Mummy, you're my mummy and my daddy. So oh I think gosh, he yeah. sort of understands. And, and obviously that my heart melted inside when he said that. Um, but he has he has mentioned once um, when he saw a mummy and daddy picking up a child from play ball. He said he said, "Oh, he, um, he's got his mummy and his daddy picking him up." But that's the only time he's really mentioned anything. Yeah, and but I, I think he you...
0: realised. Sorry, it's quite sorry. It's quite common now, anyway, for single mums. Like yeah, when I was a child, like nearly thirty years ago, like it wasn't that common to have a single parent. So I no. think. Fast forward now, it is because I think a lot of women are choosing to be single mothers like yourself. Um, and or they might not be choosing it and it, they might just have different circumstances. But a lot of women um, of whatever age are now finding it more comfortable in society to be a single mum compared yeah. to where my mum essentially was. So, yes. Yeah. No, but
1: I, I, I'd, I'd agree with that. And, and I'd also say that, um, yes, y- y- you might go into a marriage and expect and hope that is going to last. But not mm-hmm. all marriages do last. Not all relationships last if you're not married. Um, mm-hmm. And so somebody might end up on their own. Um, and actually there's someone I follow on Instagram and um, I perhaps have to send her details to you um, her, she walked out on her partner because he wasn't helping she, w- she had a lockdown baby she left after six weeks when the baby was six weeks old because he wouldn't help do anything um, oh. and, and that must be dreadful not, for me yeah. I kind of think well look I've, I planned it I, knew, I had my support network <laughs> in place I knew who was going to help me so I wasn't phased yeah. by it but to think you're going to have support and not have it yeah. you, would be dreadful
0: well, I um, we actually had the healthist come yesterday um, mm. for a random check and she actually mentioned how hands-on Alex is. He is, to be fair. He could probably and say how much milk I pump before I even know how much I pump. Wow. Like, because, uh, Like she said, it was so rare. She said, I don't know if it's the same in England, but in Scotland, she said, a pounds for every time I come for my first visit to a family. And the mum starts breastfeeding, and I get up and walk, and he gets up and walks out. She said, "I'd be a very rich woman." Mm. And I was like, Are you "Joking?" I was like, "I just whip my boob out wherever." I was like, "I don't care." I was like, "He has to expect me for all my flaws." I was like, <laughs> and all my like, like I have I've had mastitis twice, and he oh, was dear. like, first person. Luckily, the first time around my mum was here, but the second time around he had to do everything because I was just completely flawed, and he's considering. I remember when Elsie was four weeks old, he was sent away for like a month, which doesn't seem that long. Um, it's huge like, in, the, in, the, in the life of a small baby though. Oh my gosh, he came back and she was a different child. Oh. And I was like, I promise you I've not swapped her. Like she is just a <laughs> child. But I mean, technology is amazing. That way you can do that. But I think I'm quite in a fortunate position. And I, I've seen so many couples who have had babies... Like where you said with that what lady who walked out at six weeks over lockdown, especially who have thought they were going to go and they just literally both separate, and mm. it's just we look at each other <laughs> at night and I go I'm so grateful that you know I've not like got off a walked out or like thought <laughs> forget this or anything because the longest he's been away he was he did COVID support for eight and a half weeks. Mm-hmm. So he, he wasn't. He was only allowed home for one weekend. Um, but I was staying at my mum's house. She was four months old, and I was yeah. just like, I can't. I can't do it on my own. Like I will hold my hands off, especially. <laughs> I was. I got told I had to be really careful because of mastitis. Yeah, I, it's horrible had,
1: mastitis. My is,
0: oh my god! It. I won't wish it on yeah, literally my know. worst enemy. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and I, he ended up coming home for the christening, and that was it. Um, it was so sad because I was like, we'd planned this party and obviously COVID. And then the restrictions changed in England where you were only allowed six people instead of 15. And it literally happened overnight. And I was like, oh, my God. Well, that was the only time we've seen it. I mean, hes we worked out she's coming up to 12 months, but he's only realistically probably been here for, I think, about five months. So he's and making the most of it. What he is really sad? is. He is, really is. And I think whether... Um, a partner you've got a partner or you're single or anything like that I think having a support unit of a family around you is just so important and how single mums have done it in lockdown I don't even know because you weren't even allowed to support at one point were you?
1: No I think the rules were were quite um were very strict actually at certain points Um, and, and I didn't plan to have a two and a half year old and a four month old Without any nursery and without, I, I I had my mum coming and my uncle coming to help me out, um, and um, I'm close with my sister-in-law, and my brother, and they were helping too. So to suddenly go from all of that support and suddenly I've got two kids on my own here. And actually, my mum my mum was with me as well, but she was unfortunately very ill. Um, she had mental health problems, so. Um, I had that to deal with at the same time so actually instead of her helping she was a burden on me oh, um, bless so I, I, it, it was it was a big struggle but um, I, I suppose at points like that I, I just get on with things yeah and, you, just um, have to. you just have to and uh, you know I'm, I'm trying to think about it now in sort of the well I say downtime there's not really any downtime when you have children but uh, I am trying to sort of process what we went through a little bit more because it's, it's the kind of thing that will stay with with all of us we've all got our own stories from Covid yeah. stay with us for a long time
0: I know I think it'll just be it, it, do you know what's crazy it'll probably be taught in schools and it will make it'll make us all feel really old by the time we <laughs> get taught, taught in schools <laughs> like <that's laughs> a, you think I'll be like oh my god imagine if Elsie goes and she'll be like oh a pandemic baby I was one of them and I'm like oh my god imagine like and they like split up the class and see who was pandemic baby and who wasn't who was young I think it will be so interesting to be a fly on the wall these are gonna be stories
1: for when we're grandmothers and we can uh, tell our grandchildren
0: about what happened oh my gosh imagine like (laughs) no one met you Elsie, until you were two months old (laughs) So we go on to the next part where we just ask a few questions. So I ask my followers and you ask your followers. And some of them we've already touched on, but I think Mm it will be good to extend. Um, But the first one I've got, I think it's from myself and it's really interesting someone said um obviously you made the decision to get donor sperm but how did you tell your family and she's poor. i understand if you don't want to answer that question because it's being super nosy i <laughs> know
1: oh, that's fine um really no no questions are off limits for, for me um I, I i i suppose i i talked about it openly that that i that i might just go ahead by myself um, mm-hmm. so my family had a little bit of time to to get used to it Yeah. what I find is that people people are most curious about how I chose the donor and yeah. it, for information about him but I also find that with close family they don't want to ask the question, it's quite interesting <laughs> that, that they I, I hear my mum's ears prick up if I remember talking to a friend about things to do with the donor yeah um, um um, yeah i i I think that it it uh, it was a socialization in advance really and and they they knew obviously they'd seen my life events and seen me um go out with this guy and it not work out and and all of that so i Mm -hmm. I don't think any any of them were that surprised and i think with Um. my personality i'm a sort of a I can get it done I can do it kind of person so um I don't think any, any of them were that surprised I had one auntie who I shan't name but um she sort of said to me um she, she was a little bit negative when I told her um I only told her once I was pregnant and she said that there were too many children in the world <laughs> oh my so I was like oh well there's gonna be another one <laughs> but, she, but she absolutely adores both my children so, so funny
0: well it's yeah I think there's always that one relative that's going to be that has a passing comment regardless whether I mean it's all a generational thing as well I think as well
1: exactly yeah and
0: I think sometimes regardless whether how you do it or anything like that there'll always be someone that makes a comment and like you said it's just one of those things you just have to get on with it and I think one of the things I've always learned is just put your big girl pants on and move on and just move in Um, the question that you sent over to me and I also got the same was how did you choose your donor so you spoke about it briefly but I have to ask so it kind of ties in with this conversation name um, this question sorry is did someone also asked did you ever facebook your donor like to find out if it actually looked <laughs> like a i would, like, I know what love. Like, hmm. you
1: know what i never even thought about facebooking him so i mean i i and also um interestingly you you're not given the name of the donor so oh. so i wouldn't have been able to facebook him although actually in the little bio, he said, um, I I won't give his name just, you know, but, but basically I'll I'll, I'll give, I'll give him a fake name. So he he said something like, I'd like, I like to be known as Tom. So, so then you sort of think, okay, he's probably called Thomas. So, so that's not the name he gave, but it was something like that. So, so I actually do know his first name. Um, but, but I think for me, it's more that, um, he, he, he's given me that, that chance to become a mum yeah um, and he's
0: um, like he was very open as well and I think yeah. the more honest that they are as well probably kind of fills you with that sense of like is it the right word to say security in the sense where it's like well they've been so honest yeah. that oh, I feel a bit more comfortable yes like,
1: totally the, the, the whole bio put together I think he was absolutely sound and and the way I think about it is that he's sort of like a, a the support of my family um and and it's not for me I'm I'm not going out with him he's got nothing to do with me he just he just gave me his sperm but it's if if my two boys want to find out more about him or get in touch with him in the future then they have that ability to do so and should he still want to yeah they can and so that's something if he is still open to that and if he is still alive at the time then 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 that's what they can do but that's a conversation for when they're a lot older the other other thing that you might find interesting then is that also right now I could contact um other families that have used that donor's sperm
0: yes and (laughs) I didn't (laughs) even think of other people I just thought it was like exclusive to you
1: no 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 that there there (laughs) are this is this is the weird thing that I had to get my head around is that there will be half-brothers and sisters of my two boys out there. Not only any biological children the, the donor has himself, but but there oh will be, God. you know, donor sperm offspring as well. Wow. So, so there could be loads of them out there, right? It's
0: like a, like a TV show that needs to <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: well, well, actually, so, so for me right now, I didn't want to make a decision on behalf of the boys that I would contact their their sort of half brothers, sisters should they want to contact so that's the conversation I kind of feel like maybe when they're 12 at least maybe a little bit older
0: I think probably I yeah they usually I think um because I think about back what I was like when I was 12 and I think if I got told that I would probably be like oh my god what so I think probably like maybe a bit a bit older I think to be fair to any age if anyone dropped that bomb on me and it was like telling me I think it was but I suppose if you're brought up with it then and you know and you're quite open they might ask before the age of 12 as well they 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 could
1: do and and I do know of um I was reading about another lady on Instagram the other day who's decided to contact or try and contact um uh, other donor children from her donor, so um, oh, so I she's made a decision the other thing. way. <laughs> yeah. So, but but for me, I just think. Well, actually, I, I don't see. Again, I don't see those um half brothers and sisters as no. being true half brothers and sisters. They are donor totally children. Agree. So
0: a completely different. Like it's a completely different. Is it like I don't even know what the word is. I'm trying to get the correct word, but it's so different like you said it, they are donor children and it's yeah. a completely different situation than if you were to have a half brother and half sister exactly
1: um, it's, it's there, there's a so, so, so the best way to describe it i was reading something before i had kids about how how children view donors and and how they view them is and they, the children were asked to draw a tree and to sort of say where's the donor and where is your family and, and one wow. child drew at the trunk and basically said, the trunk is the donor, but the apples in the tree are my family. And they were the, the, the mum, dad and the, and, and the child. And and that to me really, that I, that really resonates with me a lot. And that's how I think about it.
0: Oh, that's, that's such a nice way to think about it as mm. well. That's so lovely. So that, I suppose, comes to the question where it's saying, did you use the same donor for both children?
1: I did. I did. Wow. Yeah. So
0: I, I was... So, so at
1: the beginning, I bought, um, so you buy different numbers of vials of sperm, depending on how many you think you're going to need. So you, you use one per try in, in, in the okay. clinic that I went to. So I bought six vials and um thinking it could take me a little while i, I was going down the iui route so not IVF. Okay. I, I used iui so that's basically they they basically um put the sperm inside you okay. um they, they use um what's one of those things that you have when you go for a smear test um oh yeah yeah one I of know those things speculum <laughs> speculum and, and 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 then and then they sort of squidge it inside um in the right place um, mm-hmm. and, and, and I so I thought well by six vials, it might take me six months of trying um, and I got pregnant the first time and so oh I thought God. okay I've still got five and I thought well, five's enough for a second try um, yeah. but at the time I was thinking well, I'll just have one but I think in the back of my head I thought I'm definitely gonna have two and, and yes. I just thought well if anything happens to me then you know what about Bennett he's on his own so I feel mm. I felt like if I had another baby, then he wouldn't be alone ever. He'd always have his yeah. brother. Um, and so, I, because I had five vials left, I I, um, I I went ahead. I had to go back to Canada for the treatment because I couldn't get the sperm shipped over here. Um, my okay. donor, my donor was not UK compliant. Um, mm. But actually, the that...
0: American or Canadian?
1: Uh, the sperm was from America. Okay. Um, but it said that he had Irish and Scottish and English heritage. Oh, um, wow. I, I don't know how far back it was it could have been you know it, 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 like I don't know 100 200 years ago but that was another reason why I was attracted to, to him um so 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 I and I got pregnant the first time with Rufus oh my as well so
0: I I'd be, I'd be rinked um the clinic going to so I bought six um <laughs> when you used so... to <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: yeah well they're still sitting there I need to make a decision uh about what to do but I, I was going to try and find out whether I could I don't know if I can donate them to some kind yeah. of science project or something or to someone else. I don't know what what the rules are but I need to
0: find out and because essentially with it. it sounds it's but essentially it's yours it's mine really that's so funny but not funny <laughs> but you know where it's like it is yours like, it is market <laughs> i suppose i'm sure there is like some rules i mean it's not something you can just put on facebook marketplace is it and be like i've got this for sale like i'm sure no. there's like, I, 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 yeah um, I, I need to actually find out but yeah
1: there must be rules around it so
0: there would be you wouldn't use any more and you wouldn't have any more children well I was very just
1: dis- I very much decided that there's no way I'd have three by myself that would be utterly nuts people think I'm crazy having one let alone two but actually <laughs> I, I was with a friend the other day who's got two of very similar ages and um and she was talking about having a third and we were we were, t- we were planning the timing for her third child and I was thinking maybe I could have a third and then I thought oh no oh no oh, I don't gosh because I th- I th- you don't need I might have a girl Well, I know, I know. And I I was one of three. So I I always thought I'd have three babies. Um, But it's the whole thought of being pregnant again and having a little tiny one with two raucous boys running about the place. (laughs) I think I'd have to probably have a live in au pair if I went and had a third one. Yeah. Um, And then there's the money, you know, obviously I've I've got to be self sufficient on the money front. So um it's probably a bit unachievable and but the way I'm thinking about it is I can't even travel to Canada at the moment
0: anyway so
1: it's not a decision that I have to kind of even think about so I'll probably just stick with the two
0: yeah but the door's not locked
1: just yet (laughs) not a hundred percent but yeah
0: I mean I, I suppose you could just literally be like because obviously a lot you don't even it's all there so I suppose the option's always there however you decide to do it but like you said you probably would I mean I was an au pair um, years ago and I can mm-hmm. hand on heart say that I was an au pair for two children and it was enough and yeah. they were Greek and it was literally Aww. like oh my gosh it was one of the most challenging and then I went to Italy and was an au pair for three children oh my wow. god that whole child just comes out of nowhere and you're literally like oh you all speak italian and i'm your english <laughs> that must have fun. been so fun oh it was it was funny is not a word i'd use um <laughs> it was definitely a different interesting time. oh dear yeah. no it was um yeah it was one of the it what how i would treat a nanny if i ever got one is completely different on how i was treated Oh so I think yeah it was like I remember landing because you can do it through an agency and stuff yeah if you were to ever get a new pet you do it through an agency so I was on the books a bit like a sperm doing a book for a nanny and <laughs> I purposely at people's profiles and I purposely went dressed as if I was like Nanny McPhee but without the wall and I wore like this pinafore grey dress and a white shirt and over, so I looked like I, I knew what I was doing but I really wasn't I just wanted to live abroad essentially yeah um, but yeah no it's it's so bizarre but then yeah I would recommend I'm sure I mean I've had loads of friends who have been nannies now that I've met in the nanny circle and they said the best people to be nannies for are the Brits oh okay. so, so oh, I think interesting. that's interesting yeah so I wouldn't that's have something... a
1: problem finding finding a au pair if I needed one then no
0: no I mean if you're welcome to have if you wanted to have me I'd have to come with a daughter <laughs> so you'd have
1: four kids.
0: <laughs> so the next one with it how did you choose the age gap with it? So did you know the years between it or did you I, did you I, wait till you were ready?
1: I, I well I didn't wait until I was ready. I probably did it a bit sooner than mm-hmm. than ready. I think probably if I was waiting so I was ready I would have waited about 18 months. Um okay. To get pregnant again, so so mm-hmm. I got pregnant again. Um, I was probably about 15 months, perhaps wow. 14, 15 months. Got after having Bennett. Um, it was a little bit too soon, but I, I was just thinking about timing-wise. I thought, well, I, I kind of was was gunning for the beginning of the school year-ish. So so, yeah. so one's late late November, one's late October, and one's late November. So it did kind of work out quite well. Um, yeah. And, and I just also in my head, I don't know, I suppose I just thought, well, if I could have, I, as I said, I had Bennett when I was still 40 and Rufus when I was still 42, just. So, so I kind of thought timing to, would be a little bit better like that. And mm-hmm. um, I, I figured that maybe a two year gap is quite a nice gap. Um, yeah. Although my younger brother's two years younger and we fought like cat and dog, but we have a good relationship <laughs> now, we're, we're older. Whereas my older brother's three and a half years older and Actually, that's a bit more of a gap, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. So yeah, um, that's how I sort of thought about Not it. But I didn't think too much. It was more sort of I, I again thought with the second time round, it might be hard for me to get pregnant. So again, it could take me six months. it Could take me longer doing yeah. the IUI route. So yes, yeah, so you had to morning. think
0: of that. But if it yeah. was going to be long, yeah. Gosh, honestly, I don't know how you decided that. 14 months, like. Oh my god! <laughs> I, I just—it's have... quite tight. Yeah. Yeah, quite but tight. then again, I suppose they'll have such a lovely bond as well because they're quite close in yeah. age. So yeah, it makes I toys think...
1: and things easier. They don't. There's no little oh, yeah. Lego like, around the place or anything like that.
0: That's a good point, actually. See, these are things. When you mentioned the school year, I was thinking. Oh, I didn't think that through my baby's a June baby like <laughs> and I'm like oh it's fine
1: though look my my, yeah. my um my niece is born um in the middle of August and she's got, not had any problems at all so it's it 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 doesn't matter hugely but if but it, I guess if you're planning it like I was in that way then
0: yeah my
1: thought well, my I've head got, went
0: there yeah I've got a relative who literally planned her pregnancies to literally down to the date that she was gonna go into labour and what her body do- honestly it was like a science the way that she did
1: it. <laughs> wow that sounds more right. different friends.
0: Oh my god, she, she it was the way she said it to me. I was there like I'm kinda scared to get pregnant now. Like I just, like do I have to do this? Like I just I've had the attitude but it was like if it's to be it's to be Yeah,
1: um, that's a uh, great attitude though.
0: Yeah I've done I've done this to be fair. I think it's the attitude you kind of had to have during lockdown as well when you give birth. I was like, eh. so my birth plan went to the 360 and now I'm being induced. Oh, well, I could cry about it. However, let's not because it's just going to put more strain. And I think, yeah, I think it's just like having a positive mental attitude about everything when you have children, even though some days are more difficult than others, obviously. Mm. You're not human. If, if you, when you see those mums that are like, oh, everything on, on Instagram, which I'm sure you're experiencing, but yes. everything is positive every yes. day.
1: That's why you are so refreshing, Emily, because, <laughs> you know, you're, you're, you're there. I saw you the other day do, doing your face... I don't know what on earth was in your hand, but you're doing oh, something with your movie star. Love it. Love <laughs> it. I, and I was thinking, your... well, why not? Because this this is life. This is reality. And if you saw me now, I've got my hair tied up, I'm wearing a hoodie. Oh, um I've got
0: my PJ bottoms on.
1: Yeah, it's just that is that is the life of of, of
0: any mum and yeah. a lot of dads as well. It's it's fine. It's just the way yeah. it is. Yes. I mean, I have been like on Instagram, a lot of people have said that I am a bit too jolly and I was like <laughs> but I've always been told I'm a bit too of a chatterbox or I'm a bit too jolly like you're not going to please everybody no and it's like, but yeah I am a bit I'm also a bit too gobby as well and sometimes my mum is like Emily Raymond in a bit and I'm like <laughs> but it's like but I think it's just yeah I think it's just making sure that it is all realistic online than it not being um I see it far too much where everyone's like oh but I think it's becoming a bit more realistic Go yes, not as happy looking. yes. I, I
1: saw someone the other day called Pino Parenting and I just thought that was a great thing and, and <laughs> I I've been following her <laughs> post now and she, and she just is very realistic as well oh, it's that's quite so amusing
0: oh, no. so because you've only just one of the questions was you're only new to Instagram yes made you now want to start sharing your story instead of (sighs) sharing well I love
1: that question I love that question
0: um I think you've been a bit busy
1: (laughs) (laughs) well no you see actually when I had Bennett, I made a conscious decision of I don't, I just don't want to be on my phone all the time. Yeah, I don't want to be one of those parents. And let's face it, most parents are those parents, yeah. and I, I am that parent. Um, so I came off Instagram um, at the end of 2017 uh, and came off Twitter because I found that quite poisonous. I don't, I don't it like is. Twitter at all.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then I, then my my younger brother um, has been saying to me. The, the, there's a real human interest in what you've done, Annalise, and and he he admires me for what I've done. Oh. Um, he, he's got one daughter, and, and unfortunately he broke up with his partner, but they have a fantastic way of um, parenting together. They're they're so aligned; it's amazing. Um, and and he looks after her. He has her twice in the week, and uh, they can each take. Um, my niece away for a week if they want to they they just agree everything it's just fantastic but he said he's absolutely knackered just from looking after her you know three days a week or something (laughs) um so he has a lot of admiration for what I'm doing so I never get any downtime really um Um, so he was saying you you should put it on on um Instagram and I spent a lot of time thinking, well, do I want to? do I not want to? and and in the end, I thought,, oh, I might as well just give it a go and see what happens. so i'm I'm going with the flow. Um, <laughs> i'm I'm relearning Instagram because reels were not a thing when I was on it. I love um, the Oh yes, yeah, so do I. I really enjoy doing that. So, I did one so with central. with Rufus the other day with, to the tune of you I'll be your long-haired lover from Liverpool and it's oh, it's hilarious, I love, I love it. Makes me Google Um and I did one with um jellies and dinosaur as well. I made traffic light jelly and dinosaurs. It's it's like a messy play thing you can do. Oh, I love that. Oh, it's fantastic. Give it a go oh, and then you can eat the jelly too. Um <laughs> but um yeah, so and I'm I'm learning about it, it, um live videos as well i've done a few lives uh, to yes, go in a bit I'll more see. detail about uh, about what i did and and i'm just i'm just liking sharing pictures of my boys and things like that and um I, it's I, I, like I show your their faces. downtime
0: it's like you found <sighs> your own type of downtime in a way and it's
1: cataloguing our lives as well. I quite, mm-hmm. I actually quite like
0: that, and I like
1: yeah. interacting with people and hearing. And, and since I started it, a few people have been in touch actually to say they're thinking about becoming a solo mum and they're not sure and 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 things like that. So mm-hmm. I, I, I've actually been. don't know giving inspiration help giving a helping Mm -hmm. hand helping people think about things and planning things like on the finance front one lady said she was worried about having enough money and I said well I did a big budget to see how much money I I actually needed rather than how much was coming in and could I rejig my life a bit um so I I
0: think it does help blanket by the sounds of it to a lot of women too because I bet some of these women haven't even spoken to like families and I think a lot of people tend that's to people right. and before they actually go to their families yeah to I think it. so I think so
1: it's, it's, it's a lot easier to discuss with a stranger and I've I've done um direct messages with a few people now and, and I have no issues with answering questions completely yeah. confidentially
0: yeah of course oh that's so and it's lovely that more people want to bring children into the world as well I always found that so lovely yeah. so comforting as well so obviously we're gonna there is two more questions okay and the next one is what would you say the advantages are of being an older mum I wouldn't consider you an older mum but there oh, we go <laughs> I feel like an older mum today. say oh, um,
1: I well I think so for me like my my mum was um a very strong, independently minded woman. And she brought me up in that way. And she said, Enjoy your 20s. Don't get married in your 20s. Enjoy your 20s. So I did. <laughs> and then I enjoyed my 30s <laughs> so Love whatever. it. I had a whirl of a time. And obviously, in my late 30s, I wasn't going nightclubbing as much as I did in my early 20s. But um, <laughs> I was still going off and doing what I wanted to do. I loved travel. Yeah. So I was going wherever I wanted. Um, and I, I, you know, I, I, focused a lot on my career as Mm -hmm. well um and I was working hard as well and um I I think that being an older mum first of all I knew that I that that was absolutely what I wanted second of all Mm -hmm. I'd kind of had a lot of time to kind of do what I wanted to do now I'm in my 40s I'm more than happy to stay home the vast majority of nights whereas I think if I'd been in my 20s I would have thought well all oh, my mates are going out nightclubbing and stuff. I want to go out with them. Yeah. Um, and it would have just made things a little bit more difficult with waking up in, you know, in the morning. If if, <laughs> if my boys wake up early, then it's not the best thing. You don't want to be hung over. So, so I think there's benefits like that. And I think also perhaps having that world experience. I've seen a lot of friends who've brought up their kids. So I've taken, oh, I want to do this. I don't want to do that from, from various different friends and family um Mm -hmm. and maybe having a little bit more patience as well um understanding a bit more about um just general psychology of humans I suppose you you get that as you get older you just you know you get it through osmosis of being around everyone all the time
0: yeah Um, I think as well I think I think it's more adaptable now to travel with children too if you'd want to go traveling with your children then it's not as I don't want to say the word frowned upon but maybe that's the correct like way of putting it because I think I mean I remember my first ever abroad holiday was on a coach to Disneyland Paris and I think and my mum did it completely on her own and we went and it was the best holiday ever and I just think that I could not have done that. So if I was ten, I think my mum would have been twenty-nine. Yeah. So doing that at twenty-nine with two children—don't think I've done that. Yeah. Oh my god, that's my age now. So no, I definitely couldn't have done that. Um, whereas now it's so different. If you wanted to do things with children, like you can just go and do it. Obviously, yeah. COVID depending.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, COVID dependent. Well, actually, I went travelling with my son when he was six months. I went went to Hawaii
0: (laughs) No you that is so
1: cool Because I I wanted to go And and I I even went scuba diving That's a passion of mine And uh, I did a couple of scuba diving trips I I took my mum, my mum was well at that time So she came with us So I, I guess I had her to kind of help me out And stuff um, and babysit when I went off scuba diving. Scuba diving, but um, it, it was amazing. And then um, uh, I think in when he was about eight months, I went to Italy, and so I, I, my mum and my auntie came, um, and, we, so and we, we did a fly drive in Italy for ten nights. Um, oh, so I, I felt like, and actually last year I was meant to be going to Australia with my. Not only was my mum meant to be coming. Um, but also my niece, who was uh, about to turn twelve, she was meant. To, oh, sorry, about to turn thirteen, she was meant to be coming. So I, I, I guess I sort of w- want to travel, but when the kids were younger, thinking, oh, I need a little bit of support. um yeah. So uh, yeah, but yeah. Australia would have been good, but yeah, unfortunately, it didn't was, happen.
0: Um, have you ever been to Australia? Yes. Yeah. I, oh my I, gosh! I lived it's in Singapore when I was.
1: Um, I lived in Singapore when I was little. So because we lived there, our our Christmas holidays were in we went to Australia, we went to um New Zealand, we went to Malaysia, because they were sort of on our doorstep. Oh so so I I had a my eyes were open to the world at a very young age. age, Yeah. Yeah.
0: God, that's amazing. So really I suppose it's if it's a passion, then it'll be your boy's passion as well. I hope so, yeah. Yeah, I hope so obviously soon we can all go in travel the world well where think have you got anything planned for this year
1: no i'm i'm avoiding it and and with uh so rufus turned 18 months today and all he wants Mm. to do is run around the place so until he's a little (laughs) bit older i've got no interest in getting on a plane we're we're, going to go to um northumberland in august that's we've got a holiday cottage booked
0: Oh, we've got a um, lodge booked in Aviemore, which is a staycation up here. Oh, nice! And we were meant to go when uh, I was crazy. Actually, we were meant to go when Elsie was—would she have been six weeks old? Yes, yeah, six to eight weeks old. We were meant wow! And um, because I always said I was like, it it won't bother me whatsoever. And then now on reflection. The way the world was, I'm a bit glad it got cancelled. And then for my 30th, my husband is still contemplating booking um, a two-day Disney cruise for my 30th. Oh, wow. That would be amazing. I'm a bit obsessed with Disney. I know it's not for everybody, but I just love Mickey Mouse so much. (laughs) (laughs) I fully intend to take the boys when they're a little bit older. I thought this was a in the sense that she'll be able to meet the characters and my friend works for the Disney cruises as well but they're just doing staycations so you're literally bored in London and you're just two days on the sea and it's like absolutely like you're not I think it's just two days while on the sea and then you come back but oh. yeah absolutely everything I yeah. just not would be a good stepping stone to then taking her on a plane <laughs> <laughs> but so the last question yeah is about um your own business and obviously Mm. you're launching that this year and am I right in thinking is it 12 months in the making
1: not quite as long as that I would say more like oh um I'll say maybe eight months I think okay um but yes it's um I'm quite excited about it um it's it's uh, it's a kid's subscription box because subscription boxes are quite popular um and it's all aimed around bath time um (gasps) and so the idea is is that every month um little hands get a box to open and it's packaged in a really fun manner so that there's little layers to open up and there are things in little paper bags so um all all the little toys and things in there are uh, sort of in little bags to be opened um and then there are activity cards for the for the parents to um read out to the kids or for the kids to read if they're at that stage it's, it's aimed mostly at sort of preschoolers so age yeah. three to five um mm-hmm. because a lot of the products have warnings that they're three plus so um yeah. but obviously as you know <laughs> sometimes <laughs> with warnings we 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 parents decide to ignore them but um but but (laughs) from a legal perspective i've got to put that it's it's three plus of course Um, so um and and and, but but the activities are quite fun so so the idea is to try and um help parents connect with kids so you've got to be in the in the room when when your kids in the bar so why not make it really fun and and i've really enjoyed learning um with with my boys looking at the art looking at the world through the eyes of kids and trying to get their perspective And so, I'm, I'm. It's it's really exciting, and some of the things in there um, are going to be. Um, I, I, I really hope people are going to love. So, um, so yeah. So, so the it's called Bartharama. So a bit like Bananarama, but Barthar. <laughs> no, I love it. <laughs> am I? Am well, I I, old? And <laughs> <laughs> my logo is a little duck and um which is quite cute and so the the first box um, is actually uh, i'm actually going to go on sale in two weeks two weeks today and um so so i'll be open for orders in june and then the box gets sent out in july and then in july i'll be open for orders for the august box um so it's a monthly subscription or past boxes can be bought once if there are if there are numbers available Um, And the first box is all around fish and colour. So so for each box, there are sort of two themes that interconnect. And then some of the others in the future, I've got um, the one after will be um, uh, boats and measurements. And then I've also got ducks and sound. That'll be the third box. So I've already been planning it a little bit, but I'm just waiting for my actual boxes to arrive, which is quite critical when you're sending out a box. Um, so just, they're being printed just a little bit <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> so they're being printed and then um but yeah I, I I'm good I'm determined to open for orders on the on the 1st of June and uh, I'll yeah. be starting I'll, I'll be doing a few snippets I've got a blog lined up to explain what's in the box so um, well
0: if you ever need a social media manager I'm just gonna <laughs> <my out. laughs>
1: so you
0: I think do. I probably
1: need one because I'm quite good on on, on, on my blog on I Heart the Hemsleys, I, I could do yeah. that because it's it's just me, and yeah. I just I just need to go right. This is what we're doing. Here's a photo. Boom! I figured out hashtags with Barthorama Honestly, it is a bit more difficult. So so I may well <laughs> to have to on that off.
0: <laughs> I need some guidance. No, I think everyone needs to go follow Barthorama So is it at Batharama? But- um,
1: it's at and uh is that bathroom
0: uk uk at okay. the end yeah okay uk and then we've got uh, I heart the hemsleys i heart the hemsleys yeah. yes which is the cutest name ever oh, um thank you. No, but thank you so much for coming on oh, I, I loved it Amy. to annalise before we did this so it'll only be about half an hour we are <laughs> eight minutes in and as many of the listeners know I don't tend to over edit because I just don't find it realistic whatsoever and you can tell when people have edited it and yeah I just tend so it is pretty much probably going to be the full thing because we've not said anything that we shouldn't have or anything like that so But no, just thank you so much for coming on and I'm so glad that we were introduced from a mutual friend, Emma. Yeah, thanks, Emma. Emma. And thanks, Emily, I really
1: appreciate it. No,
0: thank you. Have a lovely evening. Thanks, same to you. (laughs) Bye now. Bye, bye.